Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 162 for Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. Welcome back, onesies. Oh boy, do I have an episode for you guys. Do I? Is it really that big? Who knows? I guess uh, we'll find it as we get talking, because I make notes and I think, oh, I got all these things to say. Do you guys have any idea how often I'm sitting doing the editing of the podcast afterwards and go, shit, I forgot to talk about that, or oh shit, I meant to say that in the subject. Oh shit, did I start that story and never, you know, branch off and never go back to the, you know, the, those points? Happens all the time. Um, <laughs> small example, I think when I was at my friend Mark's place recently in the last month or so, like, I totally, I, I think, I totally forgot to say, like, despite the fact that I was, like, making fun of the, the salty potatoes, I just meant to say, hey, thanks again for having me, thanks for going through all the trouble and effort of, of doing that, like, I really appreciate that. I think in the last episode, there was something I wanted to talk about or something I was talking about and I wanted to kind of go into it more. I think, oh, I, I do want to just, while I'm thinking of it, um, I was shitting on Big Bang Theory. It's not just that some hot chick likes nerds. It was like every kind of like, uh, they tried to do the same format as that 70s show where they've got like the, the, the foreign exchange student character and he also can't talk to girls and, and this, like that whole, oh, oh he can't speak to a woman. Like that was, ugh. Anyways, sometimes I just forget to add little things like that. I wanted to shit on all sorts of different problems that that stupid show had, but didn't, didn't, wasn't, wasn't able to do it. Uh, or I just forget. So anyways, yeah. So this week (laughs) I'm going to forget to talk about, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I'm finishing the final fantasy seven remake again, in anticipation of the last of us part two that comes out in a couple of days. Uh, trying to, trying to mop up a few ones that I've got started and haven't finished, right? Big, important stuff. Have I finished my taxes? No, I have not. Uh, I have not finished my taxes, uh, but I'm still kind of plugging away at them barely. Um, I have a friend who started a brand new, uh, disgusting photo thing. Uh, and I will, I will tell you guys uh, about that briefly. Um, what else? I, I watched almost, almost the entire season of, uh, F season four of F is for family. And I'll give you my, my little thoughts on that. I uh, started talking to some friends about survival horror games again, and just thinking back to some of the great ones that we had and maybe something I want to pick up. I'll tell you about that. Uh, what else? Um, uh, just, you know, uh, oh, I went to a trip to Montreal. I went, I drove all the way to Montreal to pick up some scotch. Hey, Hey, uh, and I'll tell you guys the story about that one with my buddy, Aaron. Um, my mom's dog, Gracie got spayed and I've been helping out with that a little bit. It's still been going for walks with Simon. Absolute comedies patio opened and, uh, my new gaming chair arrived. So, uh, all that to talk about in this episode, I will get right to it. So I waited quite a long time, um, for my new game, well, gaming chair, I guess it's just the style of it, but it is a game chair. I was waiting for it to arrive and I, uh, I was checking the, I, I think I ordered it like midway through May 
and just been waiting, 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 waiting. And so I went on to track where the fuck it was. Um, because I remember on the, what was it? Shit. Have I had this thing? I got it. Sorry. No, I got it during this podcast's run. I was going to say, did I get it during the last podcast run? I did not. Um, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get it on June 8th. Last episode was June 10th. And I remember on the 8th, uh, Simon and I were going to go for a walk and I was like, Hey buddy, I'm sorry. I got a package coming today. Um, and I just, as soon as the package comes, we can go for a walk. So I remember just trying to get an idea to see, like, you know how sometimes you can go on your track, your packages, and it'll tell you if it's actually like out for delivery. So I figured, you know, maybe what I can do is I'll jump online. I'll take a look and see if it's out for delivery. And if it is, then I'll stay home. And if it's not, if it's still in transit, maybe coming from another city, then I know I'm safe to at least go and, and have my walk. So I jumped online, I took a look and it said that it was in uh Canada, which is like a kind of a suburb of Ottawa. It's still, it's still the city. It's just, you know, different section. And it said it had been there since the fourth. This is on the eighth that I was checking. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? It's been in the city for four days. Just fucking deliver it. So I called up the company and was like, Hey, uh, you know, you can't get a hold of anybody. They gave me some sort of reference number and they're like, someone will call you by end of day. Um, well that didn't happen. So no, nobody called me that day. Uh, nothing, nothing happened. I didn't get any information from the UPS people and I'll definitely put them on blast because UPS is fucking shit. So, uh, UPS, uh, did not call me back that day. I, sp- I spoke to someone there. They said they would call me back. They gave me a reference number, all this bullshit. I got a call the next day. So that would be Tuesday, the ninth. And, uh, the woman on the phone says we're 10 days behind right now. So she's like, so I'm hoping that it'll be to you by the end of the week. And I was like, hoping I'm like, what day do I even stay home for? And she's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll tell you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know, like when it's coming or whatever. It's like, all right, well, that sounds fun. She's like, oh, that's what she said. She said, we're hoping we'll get it to you by the end of the week. Not like it'll come to you on Friday. We're hoping this at the end of the week. So anyways, um, I, I remember Jay came home, uh, Wednesday, like middle of the day, Wednesday. He's like, yeah, your chair's out front. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, your giant chair. So he, he brought it in. So get this. I've been home. I was home all day Wednesday. And, uh, and they just fucking dropped it off in the front, big $300 chair in a, in a very obvious box. It wasn't like in a big Amazon box or anything like that. It was in a very obvious, like computer, you know, gaming chair box and just left it on the front porch. Didn't ring the doorbell. Didn't knock, just left it there. Fucking people. Um, so whatever, you know, it would have been nice for a knock at the door, but you guys get that shit. Anyways, all that's to say, I spent the day, uh, the day I spent uh, about an hour building it and, for a $300 chair, it feels kind of cheap. Um, I noticed on Amazon, if you go on Amazon, there's a lot of different companies uh, trying to like match each other's logos. So it looks like there's like a lot of knockoff shit, but I mean, it's being sold on, on Amazon through companies with like, like a lot of five-star reviews or whatever. Anyways, I, I was chatting with my friend Red and uh, and Red recently bought a new gaming chair, but she bought one from Secret Labs, which is like the name in, the name in chairs, um, only... It's like, it's expensive. You know, the, the gaming chairs from secret labs, are like 500, but part of me is like, well, I spent 300 on something. I'm not super happy with. I think the thing I'm the most unhappy with for the chair is, um, it came with like, um, like a, like a, like, I guess this recliner thing. It's like two poles that pull out from under the chair with a cushion on it. You flip up and you can put your feet on it. It doesn't go far enough. Like I wish my ankles were what were resting on it and not, you know, like my mid calves. Cause then your, your legs kind of hanging over the edge and it's not as comfortable. Um, but, uh, anyways, I, I was like, I was like, oh, that'll be nice. And it is kind of nice to be able to recline in my chair. I couldn't do that with the, the executive chair that I had before, but the arms on all the gaming chairs are like those little kind of like 
rubbery plastic black sort of short things that you see in like a lot of just plain old computer chairs and shitty cubicles, right? My old chair had like, was like, was like big high leather back to it. And it had arms that went all the way to the front, all the way to the back rest. These gaps in the, the armrest, like the gaps between the armrests and the back, like I lean back in my chair. So it's kind of like, they also don't go as high as the other ones. Anyways, it's just not as comfortable. And I'm sitting in the chair. I'm sitting in it right now. Like I also keep in mind, this is the chair that I sit at for my computer work. I sit at it for my gaming. I sit at it for the podcast. Like my other chair I was kind of happier with. And I did a lot of research. I couldn't find any more of those types of chairs available online at a decent price at what I paid. So, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of a bummer right now. This chair's it's it's fine. Like it's a chair, it works, but uh, it's definitely not as comfortable as my my last one. Last one had a bigger seat area too, and and stuff. So I don't know. This one makes more noise too, and it's supposed to have a, it's supposed to have a higher weight rating than the other one. But it's got a little little butt cushion that you can plug in. I was gonna plug it in right now because my back's bugging me a little bit, but I'm like, that's probably all we would hear in the podcast. From the thing buzzing, um, those tend to be the noises that the microphone picks up on. So, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I just for three hundred bucks, my last chair cost me less, and I liked it way more. Just couldn't couldn't get another one. So, uh, yeah, not that this is anything really worth listening to, but you know, again, right now with COVID, me spending hours a day in a chair, um, yeah, it's so funny. Like when the arms rests are down all the way. Um, none of my, the only part of my arm that rests even on the things at all is like my wrists bend over the edge, but like none of the rest of my arm is touching. I raise them all the way up and yeah, I can rest my forearms on it. But you know, if I lean back in the chair, it's my hands that are resting on the things like my elbows aren't supported. Whereas my other chair, I could even lean over to the side, you know, on the armrest cause the armrest went the whole way. I can't, I can't do that with these guys. They almost like bend outwards and you slip, slip right off of them. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. The older you get, like I, I'm at a point in my life where like, if I had room in my room, I would love to have a fucking lazy boy. You know what I mean? Just come in the end of the day, put your feet up, play your games, you know, but can't use a lazy boy for my, my desk work. Don't work. Don't work like that. So <laughs> anyways, it's funny. I'm only 37, but you get older and you start to like want different things. We, we just, me and me and other parts of my life, just, we wanted different things. So mm, mm, mm. yeah. So that's, uh, that's the thing that does taste watered down. Um, cool. So that's my chair. Um, I, I'm a, uh, whatever. I'm happy that it's not broken, but I like my other chair better. Uh, what else? I watched 90% of F <laughs> that's what I put. That's what I wrote. My note was watch 90% of F is for family. Um, I liked the first season of F is for family. And I, I think I liked the second season. It's a show that's animated here in Ottawa. Uh, it's written by, uh, it's created by Bill Burr. Bill Burr is the main character. He's the writer on the show. Uh, comic. I like very much good sense of humor. Um, I'm losing interest in that show. I watched most of season four and I just don't find that there's funny and cool as, as I like. I mean, obviously if you burn, it's like you watch the whole season. I'm like, yeah, but I could, I put it on the background while I'm doing other things. And it's funny. A lot of sh- if a show's good. I won't be doing what I'm doing because I'm so enthralled with the show that, you know, I'm watching it and not doing what I'm doing. Well, the F is for family. I'm able to just, you know, put it on and it doesn't seem to take me from what I'm doing at all. It doesn't, uh, don't interest me that much. You know, um, so I, I just got to say like, uh, for, for shows that I've been watching, 
Uh, I think I said like this week that the predominant one has been FS for family that I put on. I put on a couple other little things too. I'm starting to dick around with the Amazon Prime a little bit, and there's some new movies on there. I was going to try to watch Midsummer. Uh, I started watching it earlier today before the podcast, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get this reviewed too. Um, but you know, then my phone rang a few times, and it was on the background while I was trying to to talk with someone on the phone and I just didn't, I didn't get what the fuck was going on. So it looks like it's one I'm going to have to actually pay attention to. And I just didn't have time before the podcast. So, um, but it was kind of like this weird freaky, like Swedish game. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the movie's about, but, uh, it's on, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Amazon prime jokers on Amazon prime as well as, as, as well as a few other ones. I think the new Rambo movies there, uh, knives out is on, uh, is on Amazon prime. I watched, I watched knives out in the theater. I think it was probably the last movie I saw in the theater before this COVID thing hit hard. So, um, a good enough movie. It wasn't, it wasn't the like 99% rotten tomatoes movie I thought it was going to be, but it was good. Um, so yeah, um, let's, uh, let's, let's go on here. Um, I played some more don't starve together with friends. I played with my dad once last week. I played with uh, my friend Tina in Finland once I played with my friend red, uh, red bought a pony to eat. Um, she was telling me that, uh, yeah, she, she was in the market for a pony and I thought she wanted to ride it or something. And then she was just telling me that she bought a pony because it's like the same cost for for meat uh, as to ride it or whatever. Um, of course, right, if I got any of that wrong, I don't know the horse's, the horse pony. Um, I don't know what the pony's name is. I think it's something stupid, <laughs> something stupid, something like uh, <laughs> arg, arg, whatever. She posted online. Um, let me see here. I want to say congratulations on your, your pony, but I don't know what the fuck its name is. Uh, come on, Red. Red it just in case you don't want a bunch of listeners all right all right all right uh i raise you she calls it i see your pandemic puffy puppy oh yeah rufio um amir aldiayi and then in brackets rufio so i think rufio is his name <clears throat> he's an arabian cross five-year-old gelding so you know i don't know what uh what kind of wine you'll pair that pony meal with um but yeah she's um she's gonna eat that pony um I guess, I don't know how long, how long do you have to keep it? How big does it have to get before you eat it red? Um, of course, if any of this is incorrect, I would love you to correct me. Uh, you know, contact at one man podcast.com. Send me an email. Let me know what your real plans are for this pony. If I've somehow got them wrong. Um, but having said that, I want to Google what's the difference between ponies and horses. What's the difference between ponies and horses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I clicked on the the correction. The main distinction between ponies and horses is height. A horse is usually considered to be uh, an equine that's at least 14.2 hands or about four feet, 10 inches tall. There are horses less than 14.2 hands tall, and there are ponies that are taller than, well then, so just a height thing, a pony's shorter. As I thought ponies were little dwarf things, but I guess, uh, I guess I was wrong because red's got what looks like a horse and it's called a pony. Um, so I'd be interested in knowing more of the differences because the Google answer gave me was garbage. Um, differences between horses and ponies, the spruce pets, eh, it's gonna be one of those long ones written needlessly. Ponies are horses. Ponies and horses are more similar than they are different. The one thing that ponies are not that many people are mistaken about is that they are not baby horses. Uh, both, uh, yeah, I think Colts, a Colt is a baby horse. Uh, both horses and ponies are the same species, Equus caballus, and come from the exact same family tree. However, ponies stay small their whole life, maturing more quickly than horses. Pony foals or foals 
are tiny and will rapidly mature to the approximate size of their parents. Horses are slowly growing, some not attaining full mature size until they are six or seven years age. So the ponies, the ponies, uh, grow faster. Is that what they said? Uh, da, 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 da. ponies to smell their whole life maturing more quickly. So did you buy, did you buy the pony? Cause it's going to mature into to eating meat faster than a, a horse would, uh, like a horse. Technically you have to, has to lose a race before they're allowed to turn it into glue. Right. Um, anyways, red congratulations on your Rufio. I'm sure it'll be delicious. You can have some Rufino Pinot Grigio with them when you eat them. Um, <laughs> Um, or you can tell me what you, you, you can send a, an email and let us know what, what you bought them for. Uh, huh? Where the fuck you get off buying a horse to eat? You know, where are they going to feed him to the wolves? Um, my mom got her dog, Gracie Spade, little hunt terrier. Uh, what's a hunt terrier? Well, it's a, it's a kind of like Jack Russell, basically only Jack Russell's are typically white and brown and hunt terriers are black and brown. So they look like little, little Doberman's little, um, you know. The, the color of Doberman's Rottweilers, that kind of things, but except in a, in a Jack Russell shape. So, um, cute dogs. Anyways, my mom got a hunt terrier last year and, uh, Gracie, uh, she wanted a name that rhymed with my dog chase. So grace and chase. Um, and also because she bought her when her other dog Bella passed away. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, grace, the grace of, of Bella. And, and of course, grace matches chase. I'll be honest. I'm the one who gave her the name. She's like, I want something that kind of goes with chase and also represents Bella. And I was like, well, what about grace? And there we go. We got Gracie, Gracie, the dog. Um, so anyways, Gracie got spayed and she's a Jack Russell. She's a little firecracker and she's all energy. So my mom's needed to spend a lot of time. Now my mom's working from home anyways, but my mom needs to spend a lot of time trying to keep her calm because she jumps up and down off the furniture and she runs out in the backyard and all these different things. So my mom's like, I got to keep her calm and low energy while her stitches are healing. So, um, yeah, like, and my mom's like, I can't even, you know, I can't even go into another room before she's jumping up onto the couch or, you know, trying to run, run around or go up the stairs or whatever. So my mom's got like everything blocked off in her house. So I've been helping her out by, you know, uh, and also Chase can't get out for, for walks and stuff because Gracie's got to keep her energy low. So Gracie can't go for a walk and my mom can't leave her home alone while she takes Chase. So I've been going over to, to, to take Chase for, for walks and to, you know, even just to watch Gracie. So my mom can jump in the shower or whatever. Um, just little things like that. That's part of what I've been doing. I've been going for walks with Simon, uh, as usual. Um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it the last episode. I actually, I definitely didn't mention it in the last episode, but I went uh, for a walk with Simon. We went down to the bottom of our street. Um, and there was like this little taco place, little outside taco shack. And we're like, oh, let's, let's try this out. You know, they got $7 tacos. Maybe they're, maybe they're good. Like the El Camino ones. Maybe they're a little more authentic. Oh my God. I haven't had such a small portion of food or more pathetic in my life. $15 for two tacos. And, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like I got two fish tacos. I don't know if you've ever seen a fish stick. Um, but a fish stick would have been considered a chicken breast next to the size of the little, the little, you know, uh, breaded fish things that they stuck in these. It was just pathetically small, uh, pathetic amounts of money. So, uh, anyways, I just, I meant to shit on that place. I'm not going to say it by name. I don't remember the, I don't remember the name anyways, but I, I wouldn't if I did. Uh, just, I remember thinking like, well, I can never, like it was dead when we got there. I'm like, yeah, no shit. 
but it was just, it was bad. It was, uh, it was way overpriced, way overpriced. Like, like Taco Bell's little dollar 29 tacos have more in them than these $7 fish tacos had in them. Um, absolutely pathetic. Uh, I was, I was like, yeah, that was, that was garbage. Um, in fact, when we walked home, I had to stop at the Sherwood Deli and get a sandwich there because like after two of these tacos, it was like nothing in your system. Um, but yeah, so I've still been going for walks with Simon and, uh, you know, we've gone, gone down into di- different directions, different neighborhoods, things like that. It's just nice to have some time out just walking in the exercise. Um, Simon's actually gone for a few days now. Uh, he's going to be go- going to do some, some housework or something with somebody. He was just mentioning to me before I recorded the podcast that he's going to be sleeping in, uh, in a tent on someone's lawn, uh, for three days while he works for them. I'm like, Okay. And not for COVID reasons. I thought like, oh, for like COVID. And they're like, no, they just don't have any room in their house. I'm like, okay. Like they don't have a couch that you can crash on. You're going to go sleep. It's also gonna be boring at night. Like you're going to stop working at 5 PM. Maybe you'll eat together. And then you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna go sit in the tent for seven hours until I fall asleep uncomfortably and wake up sore and expect to do physical labor tomorrow. Anywho, anywho, geez, geez, Louise. Um, absolute comedy has opened its patio. So, uh, Friday and Saturday, Jason decided to open his patio Friday. A bunch of staff and comics came out to support. Um, I did not, I did not go. All I know is just, just Jason was in the house talking about it and all the things we're going to do. So they had one kitchen staff, one server. And then Jason was there kind of like as a greeter, what have you. Uh, Simon went, a bunch of other people went, uh, well, a bunch. There was like, there was like 10 people. So I asked them the next day, right? Saturday morning. I'm like, so how did it go last night? And, And it turned out the only people that showed up on Friday were, uh, staff and comics. So basically familiar faces, right? Like no actual business. Um, and then Saturday they said they probably had about four or six people throughout the entire course of the evening, four or six people who weren't staff, but they had more staff show up. So it's an opportunity for, I guess, Jason to, to make a little bit of revenue from the open the doors and just, you know, make some money back. Um, but it's not, it's not a ton, but, but Hey, it's, it's the start, right? Like bars and stuff are allowed to start opening. I believe that the premier of Ontario said that, uh, you know, the, a couple of days ago or Friday or whatever is like, a, you can now officially hug your friends and family members again. Um, but I don't think it was like touch anybody that you want, but I think it was like, we're in a position now where you can, you know, you can hug your mom, you can hug your family members, you know, but I've just, I've got so many people around here. Like again, Jason, one of the nights last week, there was like, I walked downstairs to, to get some water or whatever before bed. And there was four people standing in the kitchen. Our kitchen is a hallway. As I've mentioned before, it's narrower than a hallway. So hallway is like three feet across. This thing was like, this thing's like, you know, two feet in between the counters and everyone's just standing in the kitchen. They went golfing that day and then they're all just standing there. It's like, okay. So, you know, again, we're, we're not really social distancing, especially not in this household. No one ever gave a fuck, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not over and I, I'm still trying not to take risks with family members and stuff like that until, you know, but apparently now you can just go and get a test in, at least in, in, in Ottawa is my understanding that you can just go and get a test to see if you have COVID. So, uh, yeah. And it was funny too. Yeah. Well, actually I won't say that. It's not, not my business to say just, it's just a piss off. If I know you personally ask me, Hey, what was that thing you're going to say? And I'll tell you, somebody's doing somebody who wasn't careful through the entire pandemic uh, at, you know, at all, um, has decided today that they're going to get tested because they want to go see their parents out of town and they don't want to get their parents sick. Same person who was seeing someone who lives here, no problem, happy to do whatever, because they might like, they might have something that no problem potentially giving something and sending it back this way. 
always argued that everything that they did was so, uh, I'm getting into it, getting into it. I'm not going to name names, but the person who was like, oh, well, there's nothing and everything's so safe where I am. It's like, great. Then go see your parents. Well, I just, I might, I, no, 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 no. You are so, so perfect. Nothing. There was no risk, whatever. So why are you taking the risk when it's your parents? You didn't give a fuck if it was other people. Uh, the, the, uh, I haven't bitched about the, the COVID selfishness for a long time, but it's incredibly selfish. That's somebody who didn't care about some people. And then there's, but, but my people, well, yeah. So there's a, a merited fuck you towards that person. Um, you're selfish. I'm, I'll never bring it up to your face, but I'm throwing it out to the universe. A little bit of a fuck you on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah. Cause I was just saying when I, when I found out yesterday, I was like, oh no, no, you don't need to do that. Just you, you were safe. Remember just, just go, just go. So anywho, um, that was a bit of anger, but, uh, Hey, that's what it was. Um, uh, what else? Anything else I got to talk about? <laughs> headphone jack on my controller broke. Um, just plugged my, my headphones in so I can play my, my online games and yell at the internet. And, uh, and then the, I was just listening with the headphones. There was nothing there. I think I was on the phone with somebody. They were working before the phone call. And then at the end of the phone call, I was like, Hey, why can't I, why can't I hear the, the game or anyone talking? And, uh, you know, I put another set of headphones in same thing. And then I turned on the other controller that I had and everything worked perfectly. In the other controller. I'm like, fuck the jack on these is broken. Went online, tried to, to find some controllers, sold out everywhere. Uh, the only ones they had were like these gaudy gold ones available, like a Best Buy, the same Best Buy that pissed me off. So I was like, you know what? Fuck that. And then, uh, like Jesus Christ, three days later, completely resurrected. They're working fine again. And, uh, and that, so now I've got like a wonky, wonky controller that at any point could be a, a fucking bitch. <sighs> what else? What else? Um, what are we at? 24 minutes. <laughs> just trying to look and see what else here. I got a few different things we can talk about. I went on a trip to Montreal with my buddy. I'll tell you guys about that shortly. Um, I will, uh, let's say this here. Let's say this here. Let's say, okay. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this stupid little story. So yesterday I was sitting having breakfast. All right. And I get a text from one of my friends. I won't name him. Um, although my friend does listen to the podcast. I would like to know if I'm allowed to ever name you. Like I try never to name you specifically. There's a few people that I'm just like, I just, when something happens with them, I try never to name them. Um, just cause I don't know if they're okay with it. Just like I've got some people who I name the first name and every now and again, I might drop their, their last name and I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's okay. Nobody's ever given me shit. In fact, the only person who's ever really given me shit for saying anything about them on the podcast was my ex. Um, but, but the, the vast majority of you guys seem to be pretty cool. I try to keep it relatively anonymous. Um, but anyways, this, this buddy of mine, good friend, love him to death. Um, I'm sitting, I'm eating my breakfast and I just get a text message that says, I love, and then a piece of crap in the toilet shaped as a U. And I just sent them back the text. Disgusting. Uh, only cause I was eating and it's funny cause I thought I, I, and then explained to him right away. It's funny because like, I've had times where like, I wanted to bother, like, I like bothering people. I definitely like bothering people, you know? Um, I'm a man. I, I enjoy that. It's one of the things guys like, we like bugging people and I have, I have thought of like, you know, I've, I've had times where I'm like, I took like a, a weird shit and it snapped a picture of it to like send to somebody. But before I did, I was like, you know what? I like saying things that are gross. I like making, you know, gross jokes or saying and doing weird, stupid things. I go, but I, it's almost like in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. And if you stop and visualize it, that's on you. Cause you could totally, you could do what I do. I, I don't stop and think about the weird things that I say sometimes. I'm just like, I say it and I was like, oh, it's, and then there's even times where I'll laugh at myself. I was like, Jesus Christ, what did you just say? 
you know? So the, I don't really stop and visualize. So I was like, I had to send a picture of crap. Like that's, that's not joke. That's bothering. That's just gross. Like, it's like the same thing online. Like that whole two girls, one cup thing. I never watched that video. I know what it's about, but I've never watched it. I just, it's gross. It's fucking gross. And I, I, I like funny. I don't like gross. It's the same as like horror movies. I like scary. I don't like gory. You know what I mean? I don't need to see someone's guts getting ripped out of them to know that that's a terrible situation. I, I prefer the implied horror versus the physical, you know, the, the seeing it stuff. And, uh, so when it comes to like sending someone a picture of poop, I've, I'd actually always opted out of it. Cause I'm like, no, that's gross. Um, so funny enough, I tell my friend who's very prim and proper for the most part. And I'm like, buddy, you just crossed the line that even I wouldn't cross. I get, and and then he's like, what are you talking about? You showed me a picture of your dick one time. And I was like, well, for starters, my dick is pretty and it wasn't deliberate. I was actually just going through my messages and I, my pictures trying to find something else and found the one of, um, you know, my cock and I flashed that at him while he was driving. So I didn't even let, it's not like I let him stare at it. I didn't send him a copy, but at the same time, I don't know. Shit's just gross. So I'm not saying I'm like, he's just like, he's like, you're, you're, he, I, I told him I didn't cross that line. He goes, your line is wavy as fuck. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, flashing someone a quick picture of a clean cock and a dirty turd in a toilet. Um, although I think the thing that bothered me the most of the time was the fact that I was eating. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to accidentally look at something gross while I was eating. So I think that's the only part that, that muddied it for me. Whereas normally I'd be like, gross. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I don't know. And let's, 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 uh, let's do a, a one man podcast onesie poll. Uh, what do you guys think's gross? Dick, grosser dick pics or shit pics? Huh? What would you rather receive a shit pic or a dick pic? And, and, and pulling a, a shitty dick out of an anus, uh, does not count as a dick pic. That is a shit pic. That is a shit dick pic. Um, that that's, this is where we've cut. This is, this is where we're at now with the podcast is, uh, asking your opinions, shit pic or dick pic. Would you rather look at someone's fresh turd or, or a penis, a penis? Um, any penis at all. <laughs> Fuck, it's so weird. Animal penises, actually, no, if I say any penis, animal penises can look pretty weird sometimes. You know what I mean? And you can find, move on, Josh. Um, so yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm half busting my buddy's ball. So he, uh, I had to go to the washroom not long afterwards and I fired one back at him and I'm not proud of myself. Um, and we haven't spoken since. <laughs> But, uh, Hey, you know, uh, when in Rome, I guess, or fight fire with fire. Um, speaking of some other things, I'm going to move on to the, uh, I'll move through the video games real quick. And then I'll tell you about my trip to Montreal, uh, the belly of the beast, right? The, the, the most COVID infected city in Canada. So, um, I'm currently finishing final fantasy seven remake. I spent a reasonable amount of the day yesterday playing it doing great popping trophies. I think I might be able to get it finished before the last of us comes out on Thursday at midnight. So that's it. I'm having fun with that again. It's, uh, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. That's it. That's it. That's all I'll talk about that. Uh, I went for, when I was going for a walk with Simon, I was telling him, cause he was asking me about like what kind of games I liked growing up and stuff. Um, there's a game that I want to pick up. Uh, it's actually on sale and sitting in my cart on the PlayStation store called the man of Medan. It's made by, um, I guess the developers who did a game called until dawn and until dawn played like some of those other games that I, um, I mentioned. Okay. Uh, 
the, the, the quick time event ones. So you're playing and you make a decision of what to say or what to do in the moment. And a lot of those games, uh, you know, you make a choice and, you know, uh, it makes very little difference to the way that the story plays out. In fact, um, some of this, the things in those quick time games, uh, you know, you, you make a quick time event where you're trying to like, let's say, uh, cross, let's use the cross a river as an example. You're trying to cross a river and if you fuck up, you fall in the water and then it'll show a quick little cutscene of you dying and then you just try again. So the whole idea is that even though you have to press buttons in a proper order to get to the other side, you're getting to the other side. Like you're either, you're either getting to the other side or you're trying again over and over and over again until you get to the other side. So really the story doesn't really kind of choose your own adventure as much as, as they would claim because it still pushes you in one direction, the story, and that's it. Well, this game until dawn was all like, if you're trying to cross the river and you fuck up, well, then you fall in the water and you run downstream. And then that's the course of the story for you. Whereas if you cross the river, something else happens. Like, um, and even though that game, uh, heavy rain, I really didn't like, and it still kind of goes in a linear direction. Um, there were so many different endings and so many different ways to do it. Like even that one had more branch offs, um, in terms of like what you did, like you could get arrested and, or, and then that was it. You're just, you're just behind bars for the rest of the game and you never show up at the final showdown. Like it, even that had more of a, it meant more when you, when you did something or, or, or failed at something, um, you could die. If you failed, you could die. And that was, that was the game. So, um, this man of Madan is the same one and it's people trapped on a, a boat at sea and, uh, and same idea. So I'm, I'm, I still haven't played until dawn. I, I'm going to be playing that in the next month or so. And, uh, I'm actually going to start, um, I'm going to find the games that are more cinematic. So rather than you guys, like, you know, like if you watch someone play super Mario brothers, it's kind of annoying or maybe it's not, but I'm going to try to start having a night of the week where I actually stream the games that I'm playing. So if any of you are not video game people, but you're like, I'd still be interested in seeing what the story's all about or whatever. I'll, I'll try to post it on Facebook or Instagram that I'll be, I'll be live streaming with the link and everything like that. And just hopefully that you guys are, you know, able to log on and maybe I'll see if I can make that boring and stupid too. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's something I'd like to do, but I'm, I'm excited. It was, it was a fun talk about survival horrors. Um, I like horror movies and I like the survival horror games. Those are some of the ones that I've had the most fun playing. Um, Resident Evil, for those of you who've seen the movies and things like that. Well, Resident Evil is a, is a game that came out a long, long time ago on the uh, original PlayStation. And I remember playing uh, Resident Evil 2 was the first one that I played. And those games were, were scary, not just because you've got zombies and kind of like, you know, mutated zombie-like creatures coming at you, is those games were scary for the reason that, um, well, a couple things. So one of them, you had very limited resources. So they just, as you were playing the game, you would find like, you know, you're, you're walking along and you would find when you find ammo, you'd find like two bullets. Do you know what I mean? You weren't finding like, okay, here's another six, you know, cartons of bullets or cases of bullets. Like this was like, oh, I found two bullets. And in the game, like, you know, if you shoot the right, just the right way, you know, you can put a zombie down with one or two bullets. So sometimes when you fire five or six shots at a zombie, you're, you're, it's like, yeah, it's dead, but you're also in your head going, fuck that. That's like three or four zombies now that I can't kill. Cause I fucked up. So part of it's scary because like, you're almost taking chances trying to get the zombie down with a knife or something to hang onto those bullets in case, you know, you fight something that you don't want to get close range to. Cause there was some, you know, every now and again, you'd fight like a big boss or whatever. And, you know, he'd have these big, you know, you know, a, a spike arm or something like that, something that he could impale you with and you didn't want to get close to him. So you'd save your bullets for, 
for you know a fight like that so it just that was one of the things that made the game so, so scary because if you're running around like rambo and you have uh, ammo galore well you're not even scared it's a zombie lumbering towards you they weren't like uh what was it 30 days later 28 days later zombies where they're you know the the running type of zombies these are zombies like they they shamble but you know when it's shambling towards you and you have three bullets you know three zombies three bullets you're like fuck i gotta i gotta hit them in the head and that was the other part of the thing that that made the game scary is that you weren't playing it like a first person shooter where you could aim your gun right at their head fire the shot and boom now i'm good it's it had something that was called fixed camera angle so imagine looking at a picture out of a out of a photo book right and you're looking at a picture of a hallway well that's what the background looks like. It's, 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 it was, it was sort of two dimensional and your character would move along in that. So you could only see the angle that the, the picture was. And so if you're like, go through a door and they also had this great loading thing because it was back in the days of like long load times is when you, when you walked into another room, they'd have this load time where it would show the, the door and you'd move close, just, just, just a door, a black background and just a door and you'd move full close to it and you'd turn the knob and it, open the door and then the next scene would load but it was it was really like the ambiance and the atmosphere of the game very creepy and then like i said then you go through this door and the angle is like you with your back to you know your back to the door that you just came through and it's a hallway but then you can hear something shambling but the angle is like you can't see the other side of the hallway so you hear something and you wouldn't be able to see the other end until you walked far enough into that hallway that the, the camera angle would change so the backgrounds weren't three-dimensional where you could just move around and see everything. It was it was very fixed. That's what they call it, fixed camera. So you'd walk through these areas and you'd hear shit. And then sometimes you'd go through and you're like, what's that noise? And you're like, oh, it's just a sprinkler at the other end of this little you know, garden outside. But the sound was like, but it could be something slithering on the ground. You know, you'd hear like the, the zombie shamble. It was a great time in gaming for survival horror. Very creepy. They definitely made use of the lack of... of uh, engineering at the time to make things as, as scary as they could. You were, you were stuck with the level of processing power and stuff they had, but they made it work for, for f- creepy games, uh, really, really great games. And you got, again, it's the kind of thing you can YouTube and, you know, resident evil retrospectives or whatever, and you can look and see what they've, what they had. And, uh, and man, did it ever do it. And silent Hill was a, another scary one, um, which just kept getting freakier. They did movies of both Resident Evil and Silent Hill, both of which I found not to be anywhere near as freaky or good storylines, uh, as the game. Um, and then of course, when Resident Evil four came out, which was years later, it was in the two thousands. Um, and the nineties was all like, you know, Capcom survival horror, PlayStation one games. And then the GameCube came out and for the GameCube, they put out Resident Evil four and they, they did, uh, they, they gave it an overhaul. It was definitely freaky, um, but they changed it to that kind of like third person over the shoulder. And now you could aim with your gun and shoot in the head and things like that. Still creepy. Resident Evil five and six have followed that structure of, uh, of gameplay. And, uh, they've even started to re-release Resident Evil two and three with this new running around over the shoulder gun kind of thing. Uh, and they're getting great reviews. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm jazzed with this. I was, I was telling my buddy Peter about, uh, Resident Evil four. I'm like, dude, if you, he's never played it. I was like, dude, if you've never played it, you got to play that game. Uh, that it was, it was really that good. Um, anyone listening? I know some of you are gamers. I would love to, uh, know some of the survival horror games that you guys played. Like I said, until Dawn is one of the newer ones that one I want to play the man of banana. I want to play, but, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys just sort of what, uh, survival horror games or what kind of scary games you played when you were young. Um, 
Cause there was a lot of creepy ones, a lot of creepy ones uh, that were out there and some scary shit. I've, I've downloaded all sorts of scary shit since that I'm looking forward to play some of it in VR. It's going to be way too much. Um, but there's a few just creepy fucking games. And again, if you guys are interested in seeing them, I will stream them on, on Twitch or on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm more likely to, and I jump like a little bitch. I'm so high strung that when something pops out at me or whatever, I jump and everybody in the house laughs if they're around and, you know, other people I used to watch scary movies would laugh their asses off. So it, if it's entertaining and me getting freaked out, uh, you know, has, has any kind of, uh, merit online, I'd love to stream this kind of thing. It'd make me more, more likely to do it. And, and if I'm entertaining people, I'm at it yeah, even better. Okay. went to Montreal to buy some scotch, some scotch whiskey. Um, my buddy, Aaron, uh, and I, um, are both uh, scotch guys. And I just recently found out he was into scotch. I saw him post something and, uh, and then the other day he posted, he was looking for a scotch, I believe called, sorry, not a scotch. I apologize. An Irish whiskey called Connemara. Um, and Connemara is the only Irish whiskey that's peated. Uh, so again, I've told you guys about peat moss, right. In the, you know, in, in parts of the world where they use it to smoke dry the, the barley and, um, predominantly a Scottish thing to have peated whiskey, but, uh, the Connemara is the only Irish peated whiskey. And so Aaron posted in my whiskey group that I have like, Hey, anyone know where I can find this? Um, you know, looking forward to it. Got great reviews. Just don't know where to get it. And I, and I had mentioned like, Hey, by the way, uh, I think if you check the SAQ in, in, uh, Ontario, where I live, we have the LCBO, which is the liquor control board of Ontario. And then in the, uh, French side, they have the SAQ, which is stupid asshole Quebecers. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, I don't know what it is. Uh, the it's French, whatever it is, something alcohol de Quebec société, alcohol de Quebec or something like that. Fuck six. I, after making an insult, I got to get it right. Hey Siri, what does SAQ stand for? Okay. I found this on the web for what does SAQ no, it's stand not. for? That's, that's SAQ and it's doing it like FAQ. Okay. All right. Let's go in here. Let's take the time and get an answer that nobody fucking wants. All right. Uh, Quebec SAQ. What does SAQ stand for? I think it's like Société. Yeah. Okay. So Société de Alcool du Québec. So I was right. Okay. And I just guessed. Um, so yeah, so that's the same idea. So the SAQ is also the big provincial buyer for Quebec. So LCBO for Ontario, SAQ in Quebec. And I just suggested, Hey man, like take a look at the SAQ because sometimes like, like there's some SAQ stores that are closer than other, than other LCBOs in Ottawa. So I was like, why don't you just go take a look over there? And it turns out the SAQ carries the Connemara, but none of the local stores have it. So, uh, Aaron looked and he was like, yeah, the, you know, the closest one is like, you know, in, in Montreal on the West Island. And, uh, so it was like, yeah, he's like, they have one there. And I was like, you know what? I've actually been looking for an Ardbeg Yugadale, uh, for some time. And it seems like I, I actually, the, I think I mentioned to you guys, I had one put aside for me over just in Gatineau side, which is like a 15, 20 minute drive. And when I got there, it was the wrong Ardbeg that they had in stock. Now, luckily that Ardbeg is also one that's difficult to get and one that I did want to get before. So I ended up picking that up instead, but it was kind of like a, meh, not what I was looking for. So, um, I talked to Aaron. I was like, listen, let me see if I can find a store, you know, in Montreal in that area. Cause I, I for a long time, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll make the drive out there and, and pick up a bottle, but I'm like, it's kind of frivolous. 
Well, he needed something. I needed something. I found a store in Montreal that had uh, both what he was looking for and what I was looking for. I gave them a call, had them put it aside. And uh, Thursday after he was done work, my buddy and Aaron and I went out to, uh, drove down to Montreal and we got, uh, we got ourselves some whiskey. In fact, they only had two bottles of the Ardbeg Ugedale, uh, left. And I said to him, like, Hey man, this is the best Ardbeg. Like I was at the distillery, of course, in, uh, February and I got to try just about their entire lineup. And, uh, and of all of them, the Ugedale was, was easily the best. I thought the NO was going to be my favorite, but the Ugedale was the best one. Oh boy. Was it ever. And, uh, you know, looking for a bottle ever since, well, got my hands on one and I told him, and he, so he was like, ah, fuck it. Okay. I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, it was cool. We also hadn't eaten. So it was, I was kind of like, Hey man, should we get some food before we hit the road? And he's like, nah, I had a late lunch. I'm good. Um, so when we were there, I was kind of, I think we were close to that store and I asked him like, Hey man, we're in Montreal. Have you ever had you know, Montreal, Montreal smoke. And he's like, no, I've never had, I've never had like any Montreal smoke meat. I've never had Schwartz's. I was like, ah, fuck. Okay. So we'll go to Schwartz's. I thought it was gonna be closer than it was. It ended up actually being like a 35 minute drive into town. And then 30, so I added like over an hour to our trip. Cause it was about an hour, hour and 50 to the SAQ. And then it would have been about two hours back. And I added another hour by going into town, not to mention all the time standing in line and, and getting the food. But I will say this driving into the belly of the beast. Now keep in mind, we're in the car and I'm like, we're going to park. We're going to go to the takeout window. I called them to make sure they were doing takeout. And, um, I'm like, we're going to the takeout window. We're going to get back in the car. We're going to eat our food and we're going to fuck off. Um, driving down, uh, St. Laurent street in Montreal. Uh, there was people everywhere. Like we're on the highway until we get off to the area that we're supposed to be in. People everywhere. Holy fuck. Gorgeous women everywhere walking around. But, but I would say less than 50% of people had masks on here in Ottawa. I would say it's made 50, 50 split. If not more people are walking around. I'm not going everywhere, but the streets are still kind of quiet. Like when you look outside, it's like people running and jogging outside. This was people walking down a busy commercial street, not running, not jogging, just walking around outside no masks close to each other. And I'm like, yeah, no wonder COVID is spreading so high here. Like this, nobody gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really surprising. And the funny thing was like, there wasn't as many social distancing signs. Like in Ottawa, you go near businesses and always at front social distance and this and that didn't have any, I didn't see any signs up during the drive down, except for Schwartz's had one in their window that just said no more than two customers at a time, but nothing inside, no social distance signs, no lines on the floor of where to stand, anything like that. Uh, the food was still amazing. I still had a blast with it, with it. Oh God, I fucking love Montreal smoked meat. Love it. Um, and it was nice to go for a drive and catch up with my buddy. I haven't seen him in a long time. So, uh, it was funny cause when we got back to town, he's like, did you want to give this Connemara a try? I was going to get some too, but I'm like, I, I dropped a mint on that, uh, Yugadale. Um, so I, I went in, I tried the Connemara. It was, it was a nice light whiskey that did have that, that smoky peatiness. Um, it was good. Um, my buddy Aaron also let me try a couple of other scotches that have been on my list for a long time and, uh, I never had an opportunity to try them. Uh, I could try monkey shoulder, which is a blended malt, uh, scotch. Very, very, very nice. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Like light for what it is. It's definitely an entry level scotch. People who aren't big scotch drinkers, it's, it's definitely accessible with kind of like the butterscotchy, you know, vanilla kind of taste. <gasps> Jesus. Sorry. I don't know why there's air bubbles in my chest. And then he died. Um, and I got to try a really good one. Uh, the Dalmore, uh, Portwood. Uh, I got to try that. That was very, very nice. So, um, 
didn't stick around for too, too long, but I definitely got to, to, you know, after our drive there and back, I got to sit down with my buddy, shoot the shit a little bit and, uh, and taste some whiskeys. So I had a nice little whiskey adventure with my buddy topped off with some smoked meat from Schwartz's, some good convo, had a blast. Thank you, Aaron, for that. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you after month, like you guys know me, I drive in between cities all the time for me to, uh, go on the drive. Part of me was like, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe it's going to seem a lot longer and more tedious. It wasn't, it, it was a breeze to just even just get, get out of the city. You know what I mean? Like as funny as I, even though I was going to the most like ugh, the hot, it was nice. It was a sunny day. The weather was good. We both were in shorts and t-shirts. Like it was, it was fucking awesome. I had a great, great time with my buddy just shooting the shit and you know, uh, we, we were even chatting earlier today because he, I found something that I was looking for. That's there. The Hibiki harmony, uh, from Centauri, their whiskey. And he was telling me, you know what he goes, he goes, dude, we're, we're so on the same page with this. He's like, I was looking that one up the other day and found that it's only near our area. And I'm like, yeah. So are you up for another road trip? And he's like, well, <laughs> I, I go next month back on our whiskey budgets reset a little bit. And he goes, eh, well, they might not have it. So, uh, anyways, it's kind of funny. Um, but that was, that was this week guys. That was more, uh, more adventure from this week. No, uh, no review this week for books. Um, I'll have another fresh one. I started reading one, but I'm not enough into it that I feel comfortable being able to give it a fair review. Uh, would love to hear from you guys. All right. I want to know what you're into guys. Tell me what you're into, what you're excited about. Because even, even with my partners at DK, sometimes I find books. Oh, fuck me. I, I totally forgot that. Um, I actually was able to, um, drop off some books to friends this week, um, courtesy of DK. So, um, my friend Lydia, um, we do a lot of marketing stuff. I got to see her. I have the, the fashion book. I gave it my personal review, but Lydia is, uh, a member of like a, a local fashion thing. Um, and I, uh, I knew that that book would really mean more to her than it did to me. Um, and plus she's stuck she's doing the right thing, stuck inside social isolating, all that stuff. Um, uh, self-isolating social distancing, right? Social isolating. Um, but yeah, so she's, she's going to read that. And I asked her if she'd be kind enough to send me a review. I'd love to know her thoughts on it. Um, so I was able to drop that off to her, made her day. Um, got to see my buddy, uh, Chris, who I dropped off the vegetarian cookbook for that him and his, his kids are going to have a chance to play around with some of the recipes and that, and then they're going to send us a review, um, as well as sketchbook for the artist. I took a look at it. I gave you guys my thoughts on it. It was definitely above my pay grade. Um, but, uh, Chris's lovely wife, Rebecca is uh, a phenomenal artist. She's putting up all of her stuff on Instagram. Absolutely loving her. See, uh, absolutely loving seeing her work up there. Um, and I asked her to have a peek at it and tell me if she sees anything there. And so hopefully she'll throw a review our way. I'm really enjoying kind of sourcing some of these reviews too. Not that it's, you know, less work for me, but I just, I would rather find somebody that loves, um, loves the subject and have them write in a review. Do you know what I mean? Because then there's somebody passionate about the thing as opposed to me kind of not really knowing much about it. Like I'll, I'll do the whiskey books and the travel books and things that I'm wicked interested in. Um, but there's just some people who I know and honestly the time I, it's t hard for me. I, I don't get through all the books. I'll get through like half of them and try to give you my thoughts on them. Um, but I think a, a proper review, like Mika's review last week of the, the woodcraft book, uh, or not woodcraft, but woodworking step-by-step, -step. um, you know, for him, for him, it's, it's something he's passionate about and he's a very skilled, uh, woodworker. Um, I'd rather it be somebody who I know is going to absolutely love and cherish that book, who get excited about it and be able to give us a review that's going to jazz people up. So, um, I, I dig it. I dig it. And I, uh, I was, I was happy to be able to go out for a day, 
drop off some books to some people, make them smile. So that'll be the little DK plug for this week is the fact that, uh, some very excited artists, fashionistas, and, uh, and cooking with his kids, people got some books. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, another wicked thing that I did this week. I I've had a, a productive week now that things are able to go kind of back to normal. Um, we'll see absolute comedy. Apparently Jay's going to open the, 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 the patio up a little bit sooner. So I'm going to try to go one evening. There's no staff prices or discounts. So I'm kind of not in a hurry to go out and spend a little bit of money uh, that I got for anyone who doesn't know. I had a bunch of people text me today. Um, and I'll share this piece of information. If you're like me and you're kind of out of work because of social distancing and everything like that in Canada, the CERB Canadian emergency response benefit, uh, has been extended for another two months. So, um, yeah, if you were worried about, you know, where the next couple months might be coming from, well, it's, uh, you're still good. It's funny too, because I've told you guys what it's like booking shit and, uh, and not knowing where the next money is going to come from or the next gig or anything like that. It's, uh, in terms of me being on the CERB and going, well, I know where next month's money's coming from. Uh, I've actually been kind of like, I've had a little less stress in that regard. Now it's in the back of my head too, that I'm like, okay, well they could still keep like my industry, you know, even though everyone could be back to work and stuff, it's going to be a while before people are comfortable taking samples from strangers and food stuff and things like that. Right. People are still wearing masks and we're going to have to see how it goes. So, so just because, you know, the industry is allowed to go back, doesn't necessarily mean that society and stuff will be receptive to it. So, um, we'll see where, where that goes. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm putting notes down on the thing. Um, I think that's it for this week. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm glad you're there. As always, I want to hear from you. Contact the one man podcast. Let me know what you're watching, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're doing, how you staying fit, how you not staying fit. What's your favorite fucking ice cream? I don't care. Just send me an email. I'd love to know that you guys are out there. Of course, the more you message me, the more I feel like people are out there listening and wanting to be a part of this. And, uh, and that gets me, uh, that gets me off my ass and recording these sooner. So you guys have a great week. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Can't you
membership card to get inside. Down and free, but then the pass around and play. 